Greetings and welcome to BlogSec Journal. I'm Laurent Strauss, your host, and have Alex with me today. Hey, Alex, how are you? Hi, Laurent. Thank you. How are you today? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Better, better than some of our uh, fellows in the crypto space. Um, there has been a, another interesting hack breach, which we will talk about today. I'm sure you you have also uh, read what what went on. I mean, you know, it was on Wrecked. It was on uh, on plenty of other sites uh, over the web. There was also a post mortem analysis by the platform which was breached. So, what are we going to talk about today? Is the 31 million in cryptos which were stolen from the MonoX finance platform? Um, which essentially is just an unnecessary DeFi hack, which, which is a bit of a shame. So, um, yeah. So what is MonoX Finance? Uh, they offer liquidity pools where traders can make tokens available and receive tokens in return for providing liquidity. So what did exactly happen? Well, essentially, it could be said, and uh, obviously, I'm going to torture Alex, and Alex will expand on it. Uh, it was a, a coding flaw in a smart contract which allowed the attackers to inflate the price of a token, or the, the native token, the mono token, and used it to cash out all deposited tokens. So MonoX Finance revealed it also in their post-mortem analysis, which you can look at. They also apologize directly towards their community, which is which is great, and also inform their community and uh, along the fact that they did a post-mortem analysis is awesome. So the uh, the total amount was worth uh, thirty-one million dollars in tokens, which was made up of eighteen point two million in wrapped ethers, and ten point five millions in Polygon Matic. Other tokens were also stolen, while obviously amounting then to those 31 million bucks with WBTC, LINK, GHST, DOC, MIM, and IMX. So, uh, Alex, well, what do you make out of it? Could you, could you describe it a bit more or, or what happened? And uh, more important, that's a personal question. Have you been affected directly or any of your projects? Uh, no, not uh, directly affected, but uh, <clears throat> I looked at the hack. So this, it, it uh, was a smart contract hack of this uh, new mono token. They recently introduced that uh, token on their platform. And uh, it is quite a classical hack because they analyzed, uh, the hackers analyzed this new smart contract. Uh, which is used for this mono token, and they uh, they had the, the uh, possibility to change the value of this mono token. So uh, the the value of one token raises up and up and up. So what they do, they they took a, a, a mono token they already had and exchanged it back to the classical. Um, tokens that you can swap on such a platform. So <clears throat> what really makes me um, a little bit 
um, not angry, but I think uh, it is not uh, such a good approach to have a smart contract running, which is audited and had such a big leak in it. So what means big? There are two lines of code that are weak. <laughs> and uh, when you have an, an auditing trail for code and uh, this went through and will be uh, approved as okay, and then someone can steal over 30 millions of dollars um, in crypto, that makes a platform um, not very uh, confident for 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 the users or for for or for us as a, as crypto native guys. So, uh, did you have something uh, read on the post modem, Laurent, that uh, will? give you a, a, a better idea or um, a little bit more a uh, confi um, little bit more uh, yeah. confident uh, feelings to the back to for the mono X platform or do you think uh, they are gone the reputation is away well not necessarily I mean to be honest they they explained uh, that, well, to their community that the token price of the mono was artificially boosted, which enabled the attacker to leverage the tokens, uh, essentially to purchase other assets which were made available in the pools uh, at a much lower rate. So they kind of, uh, of explained what happened. Obviously also more detailed on wrecked on other sites. Uh, there were quite lots of details talking about the method uh, uh, the, the exploit in the actual code uh, and talking about the function uh, which was used to, to update the token price and that there were essentially no restriction to use uh, the, the same assets for the token token in and token outs. So kind of, um, you know, it's been run up and down, um, well explained. And uh, they, they also said to the community or stated to the community, that they're actually apologizing what happened for the incident and uh, are assuring essentially the entire team and partners that they're working on it to fix it and to ensure that something like this is not going to happen in future anymore. You know, we're back at the same story. Yeah. We, we both know that, you know, uh, we're talking about the old bug bounty scenario. We're talking about, uh, you know, figuring out potential flaws on the test net versus the main net, because at the end of the day, it'll bite you in the ass at some point. If you just, you know, push code out into the main net, it's not the first time. And we're not talking the first time about one of those incidents. There are rock pulls happening. There are all sorts of nasty things happening. There's always someone out there looking for potential exploits for potential flaws in code. Um, and you know, it's 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 well beyond beyond that. It doesn't just have to be in the smart contract. It can be an actual node. You know, so yeah. you can just uh, enter from any potential attack vector. Um, so, uh, but I think yes, they kind of reassured the community, and some actually go silent after a breach. They don't even write an article about it. Uh, essentially, no post mortem analysis. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool that they did it. So. Uh, 
Yes, for sure. That's uh, that's very cool of this platform. But what do you think about uh, the underlying uh, blockchains um, like Polygon and Ethereum that uh, are defined or define their smart contract with solidity? Do you think um, this also has an impact uh, for uh, developers that they... So they want to change uh, base uh, blockchains uh, to another one because Ethereum Polygon hacks are recently um, very much uh, affected. You do see lots of hacks in that space. I, what shall I say? Personally, I'm a, I'm a big friend of layer one solutions. So I have more control uh, and I can do things at layer one versus going with layer two. I mean, Ethereum is layer one and uh, Polygon is layer two. Yeah. So that's just my humble opinion. Uh, and, you know, what's used there is solidity. Um, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. It's great, uh, you know, for, to, to, to write smart contracts and solidity. Um, it's, it's quite, uh, quite friendly. Um, but uh Again, it depends, you know, what is the what is the objective? We're seeing so much stuff happening on Ethereum on a, on a, on a layer two level uh, in the DeFi space. We're seeing stuff happening at the NFT space. Lots of marketplaces popping up. I don't know. I mean, the transaction fees are also substantially going up. And right now, I think they're peaking again at Ethereum. So uh, uh, it's quite high, the gas fees versus versus other solutions. I'm not quite sure, to be honest. Maybe, maybe uh, I'll have the opportunity again to talk someone who's building on, on on Polygon or on anything else which is on a layer two solution on Ethereum. But uh, trying to understand what is the motivation, um, because there are other platforms like, you know, look at Polkadot for example. There are many many other solutions out there, or Cardano for example. Uh, why wouldn't you build something on there? Is it because of complexity of coding? Is it because there is also quite a large ecosystem, nowhere as near as on Ethereum. No. But again, there are bridges. Um, there are lots of bridging solutions where you can actually uh, swap from one side to another. Or what is your opinion on it? That's the problem uh, between popularity and security uh, mm -hmm. in the blockchain chain space so um, as long as ethereum is uh, spread it out in this way such huge projects and exchanges uh, DeFi platforms uses ethereum um, as a base layer or uh, on top with a second layer infrastructure so <clears throat> it's it's the player number one in the in the smart contract business and on the blockchain field. So let's see what happened with uh, Ethereum 2.0. Um, if uh, the developers um, need to prove their contracts in a, in a better way before they committed to the, the chain, um, hopefully smart contracts will increase in security, but Let's see. I can't tell you exactly what's going on. Depends on 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 uh, on this uh, dilemma: popularity versus versus security. Well, thanks, uh, 
thanks for chatting today. I uh, really, really enjoyed it. It was quite insightful and it was also great to, to find some good information on it, on, uh, on RECT, on, uh, on the post-mortem analysis, on, on Monarchs. I, I wish them good luck, uh, thumbs up, and hopefully things, uh, things turn for a better for them. And uh, just again, remind anyone out there, um, you know, think twice before you start deploying code into production onto your mainnet and uh, do your own due diligence. Make sure you do some rigorous testing. Uh, again, you know, um, you're always wiser once things happened, but uh, it's never never too late to to provide some some uh, some good uh, good advice. Okay. Uh, well, thanks, thanks to thanks to Alex for today to joining uh, our session, and also thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.